0: Reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look, delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast, the best independent sports podcast on the planet, is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Ponko Chicken. Ponko Chicken is the home of the best Japanese American chicken tender, and it continues. To rack up the awards in Atlanta, winning the 2019 Super Bowl Live Top Selling Vendor Award, multiple best-selling tastes at the Taste of Atlanta Awards in 2017 and 2018, and even the best fried chicken award at the 2018 ETL Cluckfest. Ponko is all about connecting cultures, cultivating happiness, one chicken tender at a time. I love Ponko, their family. And I can't thank them enough for their support of this podcast. It it just, it means a lot. And um, yeah, so go to their Midtown location, their Tucker location, and all their future locations as they take over Atlanta because they're family and I love them and I couldn't be more excited to see more and more locations pop up and all of that um, that goes with it. So go to, go to Panko, get some chicken, get some rice, get some beer. There's all kinds of great stuff. Um, whatever you want, Ponco chicken has it. So go do that. Um, also go to chase I am, uh, I'm writing my ass off there, uh, these days. So go do that. Read my stuff. You can get access to all of my previous episodes. You can buy my merch. You can learn more about just why I do, what I do and why I believe I'm going to get where I want to go. Um, this is my dream, this uh, the sports media thing, and um, you were going to see me on ESPN one day, or Sports Illustrated, or Fox Sports, or the or whoever. Um, because I'm not going to quit. I am. I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep grinding. I'm going to keep punching out episodes, writing articles, and just outworking everyone. Because I just, I just want this more, and. I believe my product, and I believe in where I'm going. Um, we're over 300 episodes strong, and this is what I want. Uh, there will be no slowing down. Took a break, but this is uh, this is my jam, and this is what I want. This is my passion, and uh, yeah. So leave a rating, leave a review on iTunes. It means a lot. Share my articles on Twitter, Facebook, wherever, um, and join me as i keep climbing the ladder and all of that because i i just i need your support so if you like the podcast keep listening keep subscribing tell tell your friends keep sharing it out keep reading my work and uh yeah so okay all right uncle darren let's go chase thomas pod the chase thomas podcast
1: um <laughs> my <laughs> nephew needs me to record see i hate i already hate it i hate it
0: All right, welcome back to a Monday Night Edition of uh, the Chase On Podcast. In studio, I'm staring at him right now wearing a Kennesaw State football t-shirt that I did not know existed. Shit.
1: <laughs> Duncan Steele is here. Dunk, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, fun fact, though, uh, this might be the longest time I've ever spent in your room. Is it? Yeah, and I'm on, honestly going to say it right now, I'm highly uncomfortable. Are you? Gotta. Why are you uncomfortable in my room? Cause I don't know what goes on in here. You keep the like the blinds open, <laughs> but the door closed. That shit's kind of weird. It's kind of fucked up, but it's cool. It's cool. You know, it's nice. <laughs> what is? What are you doing? The, the blinds are not like wh- what? Yeah, like I I know you watch us when we leave the house. It's kind of weird. You you need help?
0: But- I don't. I oh, hold on. That's true. I do watch like like it's not watch as in like I'm waiting for people to leave my place, but like I love having like the the not Mr. Rogers. What is it? Rear window. Type deal where, like, because we live downtown, we have like this awesome sidewalk. I love the scenery of my desk being by the window. So I write better and I think better sitting at my desk, and you guys come in and out. And it just happens to be where my room is in our house that I'm able to see everything. That just, I'm the only one in the house that has this privilege.
1: You mean the only person who can see children from your window? That's not what I'm saying. No, no, no. That's it's it's cool because I mean like we have seen you. We know you look at us when we walk. Like you've waved. Sarah loves it because she's (laughs) my girlfriend. Sarah loves it. She thinks it's funny. But Mm -hmm. me, I'm just like he has issues. Keep walking. Don't. Why would you wave at him? You know him already. But it's fine. It's fine. Because she just knows I'm here, and I'm just like I'm working. She's like,
0: oh, he's probably reading about um. I I don't know what can I be reading about at that time.
1: That I could be reading a book of basketball. Don't want to know. Oh, my basketball. Course. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, cool, Yeah, cool.
0: yeah. There's all kinds of stuff that could be reading right now. Like, you're in my room right now. There's nothing crazy about my room.
1: Yeah, except for the uh, picture of Colin Cowherd with his shirt off on the. On the that list. is a
0: book called You Heard Me by Colin
1: Cowherd. what did so. you hear about Colin Cowherd? What's in that book? It's a good book. Oh, is it? Yeah, I like okay. this book. Have you not read it? No, no, I'm not. Uh, you know, I have, I have my issues with Colin. Like him sometimes, sometimes though.
0: I like Colin Cowherd. I don't have to agree with everything that he says to understand his perspective. And I also look fair. to guys like him where I just read where they come from. Because ultimately, if I want to get to where I want to be, I need to understand the people who are older than me, wiser than me,
1: and got to where I want to be. No. So that helps. No, it's definitely fair. Because I mean, your original platform, the way you used to do things is is a lot like the way he does it. So I definitely see it. I got you. Yeah. I don't think it's crazy. God in the same room. This is why I'm so concerned
0: about doing um, in-person podcasts because I never know, especially my friends like Duncan. I don't know where they're going to go.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's why I took two shots before I came in here. I Did you really? Like, oh, absolutely. Cola gave me a uh, bourbon so I wouldn't feel scared in here. So I feel better. I feel warmer. So Which kind of bourbon? Uh,
0: cheap. Cheap as in McHenry's? What are we talking about here? What do Wait, we have? Do we have cheap bourbon in our house?
1: No, 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 no. Cola has it somewhere in his room. He has like a hidden stash that he only gives to people he likes. I don't know why you haven't seen it, but it's fine. Uh, um, it's because
0: I don't drink bourbon. Yeah, okay. Anything wrong with
1: that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, We'll go with that. That's probably one of the big reasons.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, like anyone who tells me that they have uh, seltzer water, uh, like just natty seltzer or. Uh, white claws that shit's getting gobbled up by me
1: oh absolutely i'm drinking some right now are you what oh you yeah, have- yeah. Bon and Fib.
0: okay yeah the official seltzer of the nfl okay so you got bond and viv and give some shots and i've got a truly um black cherry this time but like white claw black cherry still the still the king and also quartz if you want to talk to me about advertising you know that's always open because duncan what do i drink More than anything else in this world. Coors Light,
1: have you been making that pitch like religiously on the podcast? No, but
0: like it's genuine, right? Like someone. No, it's genuine.
1: It's for sure genuine. So,
0: Coors Light PR people, like if you're listening right now, you can hear from someone who sees me every day. Unfortunately, fortunately for him, Uh that I genuinely love your product, and I will gladly, gladly push. Coors Light onto my awesome viewers
1: yeah why you love this mediocre beer it's it's okay but like you have a love for it that doesn't make sense like you love it more than you like people sometimes and you need help <laughs> oh my god
0: um how does this compare this week in person staring like five feet away from me from last week where we're in the same house but we're recording separately
1: Aside from being in your room, it's a little bit less awkward because sitting in my room talking to somebody who's five feet away from me, that shit was fucking weird. But like, <laughs> like actually talking to you in person, like in real time, not worrying about delays, like it, it is definitely better. And we need to reps anyway. So you're very comfortable here. I can tell the
0: difference right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a lot better than sitting in my room in the quiet, like, just talking to a guy that's five feet away from me. Yes, it's definitely more comfortable than that. Why the fuck wouldn't it be? Stop laughing. It's re- I'm being honest.
0: Oh, my God. Um, that's you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, so last week we debuted. Tell me I'm wrong. We're going to be doing this every single Monday night uh, during the NFL season.
1: I know. I just hated it that you were kind of right about some stuff. So
0: I was right about some stuff. But you know what I was wrong about? Like Things what? like Kyler Murray losing at home to Kyle Allen, his former Texas A&M colleague. Lost at home. That was bad. Like the Panthers scored 35 plus. I cannot believe that happened. I still don't know how that happened, but I was wrong about some stuff. I was wrong about the Falcons winning on the road in Indianapolis. Jacoby Brissett had, I think he's still completing passes in Indianapolis right now. He started off like 19 for 19. It yeah, was, was insane. <laughs> it was awful. It was a terrible game to watch. And um, folks, stop me if you've heard this before, but um, Matt Ryan had a big second half where he scored touchdown after touchdown, and the defense could not get a stop. While penalties racked up and ruined the Falcons night. I, I I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that was how a Falcons game ended in twenty nineteen.
1: Yeah, that doesn't make sense, you know? I've never heard that one before. And Keanu Neal being out. That that just sucked the air out of all the Falcons fans, Falcons players. It was just rough, man.
0: That was brutal. Because he's someone who coming back from the ACL stuff and then the Achilles, like he's I don't know. I don't want to say this is it, but like he's also someone I believe. So he came from Florida and Dancom was to DC there. I don't know if they crossed paths at Florida. I don't remember if that was the case, but they also, they clearly had some sort of connection.
1: Right. And I mean, like they probably have the same type of philosophy. He's a hard hitting safety. He's, he kind of reminds you of what he kind of had in uh, Seattle. But the only problem with Keanu, he's, he's literally never been paid yet and he's already been injury prone. So. He's a great safety. I mean, he was going that direction, but I just don't know where he's going to go after this. Um, nowhere. Yeah, there's
0: like there's just no value there. Like you can find somebody else. Like you look at Devontae Cazee last year. Remember he came right in. Everybody got injured. Ricardo Allen um, went out for the season. I think that was an Achilles, right? Didn't it? Ricardo Allen tears Achilles last year. Was that the Eagles game as well? I think so.
1: That was a rough one.
0: Because I remember he 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 went out for the season. Keanu Neal went out for the season, and then Marcus Trufant just had like a terrible year, like brick hands, like couldn't catch anything. Like the Falcons <laughs> had a problem like getting any kind of picks, but like Demonte Kazee was like the only one who was able to pick off passes and do good stuff that you actually want out of a Seahawks type yeah. secondary. Um, but but that's he's why also guys play
1: defense, though. I mean, like because it can't catch.
0: But you also. <laughs> Let Brian Poole go because you were going to have Demonic be the nickelback. Right. And now that Brian Poole's gone and Neil is out for the full season, I'm assuming he's going to slide back into that strong safety spot, but I could be wrong.
1: Yeah, I mean, it kind of depends on what they're trying to do, but they're, they weren't looking good with him in the lineup anyway. So, I mean, for the past couple of weeks, he's been fully healthy. So, and they haven't really been doing too much of anything. That win last week against the Eagles. I'm going to be honest, they shouldn't have won that game. I don't know what Matt Ryan and Dirk Cutter got going on, but the picks is insane. It's
0: the – it's interesting, like looking at different tape of different guys. Cause I was looking at like Derek Carr stuff and like under the pod, uh, <laughs> as you die That's over not there. Funny. Um, Arif uh, Spitzwater. Yeah. yeah. So Arif of the Athletic, uh, Minnesota, he was putting up tape of Derek Carr having happy feet against the Vikings this Sunday. Mm. Cause that was my lock of the week where I was like, there is a 0% chance Oakland is going into Minnesota. And beating Kirk Cousins with that pass rush everything else. Like everything was lined up for Kirk Cousins to have a big day, Adam Thielen to have a big day, them to get back on track. That was like the kind of game they needed to kind of salvage their season where this like, oh, this offensive line's still not great. Um, we're still not sure with Stefanski and Gregory Kubiak kind of being co-OCs there. Um if the OC's not I mean, if the offensive line is not great. Kirk Cousins just he he's not as good. Like he needs a good offensive line. You know what the remedy for that is? Playing the Raiders in Week Three. <laughs> but if you watch the tape, like Derek Carr is just someone who, when he see like he just feels pressure when pressure's not there yet. So he's always looking for the checkdown. There was this tape and David Carr quote tweeted a reef in this thread and blocked him right after before he could even respond. Like it wasn't him just trying to be a dick. Like a reef was just looking at like this dude just sees stuff and like he reacts in a way, and he goes for those checkdowns and he looks for stuff that isn't there or he doesn't
1: have to get there because he's just always seeing ghosts. It's wild. Yeah, I mean, it's wild, but also you got to look at Derek Carr. I mean, he was an MVP candidate at one point in time. And then also... You got to have that trust in your offensive line. Like if you don't, if you know they're not, they don't have that continuity. They're not gonna make. They're not gonna make the blocks for you. Even when the rush isn't coming, you feel it. That's just how quarterbacks are at some points. Kirk Cousins has that same type of aspect, and you also Kirk Cousins has something that Derek Carr never had. He has Derek Carr doesn't have those weapons. We were really gonna see the progression of Derek Carr this year if Antonio Brown hadn't lost his fucking mind. But instead, we're gonna get. We're going to get this uh, Gruden offense that we're looking at, but I still think there's stuff to be seen from Derek Carr. We still need – there's more there. We need to see what he looks like with some weapons, like what Kirk Cousins has, maybe to not maybe not to that extent, but something more than what he has now.
0: I just – we saw with Amari Cooper. I think he's just someone that he's played behind bad offensive lines so much, and it goes back to his brother because, like, David Carr – started out his Houston days and just got murdered. He was sacked the most in NFL history. Like he just got murdered. And then he became a guy who was looking for check downs and just was never the same because if a quarterback gets hit enough, then they're just going to see ghosts and they're not going to be able to like, be able to like, all right, I'll sit and I'll sit in the pocket for three and a half to four seconds at a time and just take these hits and look for the downfield option because <laughs> yeah. they just, they've been hit so many times. They're like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. But some quarterbacks, they don't go through that. I, I don't know. I just, the Derek Carr stuff is fascinating because I, I go back and forth on this because they're moving to they're moving to Las Vegas next year, right. and I don't know if I would go into Vegas with Derek Carr as my quarterback. Would you go in like with what you've seen through three weeks? Would you still be comfortable opening a new stadium with this coach with this team being like, all right, Derek Carr can still be our franchise quarterback?
1: Uh, I think I'm still so go with Derek Carr. I mean, he's he's one of those guys. He's a stabilizer. He's that guy in the room. He's gonna give you. That boring interview every day. He's going to say the right things in the office. He's one of those guys who's the complete opposite of the spectrum of Antonio Brown. It's something that they're going to need, especially going into Vegas. (laughs) That's just going to be crazy, especially when you have Gruden talking his ear off, talking everybody's ear off. And then you have Mike Mayock getting called crackers and all (laughs) types of shit and going off trying to fight players. You need a stabilizer. And unfortunately, that's Derek Carr. So, I just don't think they can afford to move off of them. I do agree with what you said. You can't have the football knocked out of you, mm-hmm. especially in the National Football League. Some people get the football knocked out of them in high school and college. You just never know where it goes. But I was literally going to go back to his brother, get paid all that money and stuff like that, but he's getting brutalized. Mm. And uh, I think uh, they just need to use their their resources, their their draft capital to beef things up and try to help the guy out at least and see what they have there. If not, the draft's always going to be there. I mean, they're not going to be in the two of sweepstakes. They don't need to make that decision now. They have time. They have time to look at who's up and coming. And when that time comes, they can make the decision after they go to Vegas. After a year or two.
0: I'm not going to move off the opinion that I think Jameis Winston is their starting quarterback next year. You were sick. I Like, if you listen to how Gruden talked about Jameis when he's coming out on QB Camp.
1: Oh, yeah. He
0: loves Jameis Winston. Bruce Arians also loved Jameis Winston. But guess who's having a bad year in Tampa Bay? Jameis Winston, and he's in a contract here. And if he leaves, and they don't offer him that deal, I, I, I don't see the Bucks making the playoffs. And if they don't, I don't know why you would pay Jameis. It's the same thing with Mariota, or right. like Mariota has been so bad, where it's like they came in, and it's wild because we were both like everybody coming in, no one was concerned that like Jameis and Marcus Mariota were not going to be franchise guys. It was just like which no. teams getting which. And like, wow, great luck for Tennessee to get Mariota still. Because like Mariota was in play for number one overall. And then Tempe went with Jameis.
1: Yeah, we were kind of playing the same game we played with uh Andrew Luck and RG3. We were like, Yeah, who's gonna be the bus? Who's gonna be the better player and stuff like that? Like
0: well, I don't think any of us thought it, there were gonna be a bus. I thought we thought both were gonna be good.
1: Yeah, I was I was a little bit worried about Mariota's leadership and the way he leads, just because he's he's that silent guy, he's that quiet guy, he in Oregon, he literally Try to do a lot of stuff athletically and maybe not so much cerebral. And then, if you look at Jameis Woodson, all the incidents he had, there is no brain activity going on. And <laughs> what he had going on, so I was on the Jameis squad, but I, I definitely agree with you. I don't, from what I've seen of Jameis this year in the last couple years, because I, I was a big fan of Jameis, I don't think they're going to offer him that contract. I think Bruce is just, uh, just. Just has his hands tied behind his back right now and he's just gonna see what happens this year and see where they fall and try to move on to somebody else. Because if, if Jameis is looking for that kind of contract that golf, Wentz and Dak got he he's gonna be uh sadly mistaken. So
0: No, he's not getting that. No is no, no Mariota. Like I could see a scenario where Jameis and Marcus are not starting for their teams at the end of this year.
1: I could see them backups for different teams. Uh, at at this point in time I could definitely see it. And it's kind of sad just because yeah. of how high people were on them. Like Jameis from Florida State and Marcus coming from Oregon, of course, and just all the talent that they had. But it's crazy how the mistakes that they made in college have somehow become amplified in the NFL. You hear about that all the time, but the turnover battle, Jameis is just constantly losing. And Mariota just, he just has not taken that next step.
0: So, what was your biggest NFL week three surprise?
1: I wish I could say anything else but Daniel Jones. Literally, Daniel Jones went off, and I could not believe it. It wasn't the two touchdowns, the passing touchdowns. Obviously, like you're going to get in the game. You're going to pass. I think he's a cerebral guy. I think he's a smart guy. He's he's trained under Cutcliffe, Peyton, and Eli Manning. I knew he was going to make some passing he touchdowns. He even looks like him. He, oh no, he looks like Eli. That's kind of mm. weird. That might, Archie might have another son, but that's another conversation. I literally just was so shocked by the rushing TDs he had. He had two rushing TDs. His completion percentage was high. And that the fans, the team, they got electric when he stepped on the field. Like He raised everybody's level up a notch. So, And with that team looking as trash as they were to pull that game off, of course they had a little bit of luck, but it was excellent play by Daniel Jones, and it's it's remarkable.
0: He's definitely somebody who's not afraid of the moment. He came in, um, he got bailed out because I don't know if you saw Bruce Arian say that like he intentionally took that delay of game penalty because his kicker was better from deep than he was from that five yards closer. Which
1: I I didn't. Want
0: to I get where it. you're coming from. Like if you talked to him beforehand of like, hey, would you like us to do that? If you asked him, he's like, yeah, just give me a few more yards. But also like. I don't know what kicker is statistically better when you keep adding distance when it's straight down the middle. Like, why are you playing with fate like that where it's like, Oh, he'll be more comfortable five yards out. Like that sounds like an ego decision to me. Doesn't 38 just sound better than 43? If I had to bet the average kicker, if they're better percentage wise, um, 38 or 43, I'm going to guess 38 every single time. Yeah, absolutely. But you're overthinking it. It's like galaxy (laughs) brain where it's like, what are you
1: doing? You don't need to think it like, what? Just go in there and hit hit the ball, kicking and kick between the cones or whatever. But I know I get guys have a sweet spot. I understand that, but at the same time, take what you can get. Don't get cocky. Don't get too big for yourself. Don't get cute with it. A lot of guys in football get too cute, and that's when problems happen. And you already missed some extra points in the game. As yeah, well. so, he was bad. So I mean, if he had made those, I mean, they win. Like one got right. batted down, of course, not his fault. The other one was an actual miss. Yeah. With that, they tie. They go to overtime. They might win, but with the momentum the Giants had, probably not. So the other thing too
0: with this Daniel Jones thing, and this is something that bothers me, and this is something that I'll probably write about at some point. But ultimately, people are like putting up David Gettleman was right. Oh my God. Okay, so here's the problem with that theory, and here's the problem with like going down that road, because ultimately you're withholding a lot of the stuff that's going on with David Gettleman. David Gettleman, where players um, who've played for him, like Josh Norman he was not criticizing Dave Gettleman because of his QB choices. He was criticizing Dave Gettleman because he lied to him about, uh, objectively, like he lied to him about their contract stuff and everything else and what was going to happen long-term. He is not the only player who has played for Dave Gettleman who said that he lied to them. Like, that's that's what the problem is, is that players are saying that he lied to them. No one's getting on to him about (laughs) Daniel Jones all that much. It's more of like his history of drafting and the history of like retaining veterans and how he handles veterans and how he handles paying veterans. And then you look at the team building thing, which is okay. Like great. Daniel Jones might be the right pick, but guess what? You still pick Saquon before you found the franchise guy. (laughs) And guess who's now out for uh, maybe the full season. Like it's four Four to eight weeks at minimum, minimum. And they're saying it's going to be on the longer side. So he might not be ready till week 11, week 12. Like, So now Daniel Jones is there, and guess who's not there? Saquon Barkley, because you took a running back a year and a half ago (laughs) when you didn't need to because you didn't have your quarterback. Like, it's still bad drafting. So Dave Gettleman does not deserve a pass for how he has built this Giants team. He may have looked out with Daniel Jones. We'll have to see. It's one game. It's a small sample. But, like, the overreaction where it's like Dave Gettleman was right drives me nuts because it leaves out so much of the Dave Gettleman conversation that needs to be talked about.
1: Right. And it makes me sick. Like I get it from a business standpoint. Things change. So a lot of things that may look like lies can be in that situation. On Monday, this is what the situation was. On Thursday, it's a completely different situation at that point in time. But my problem with David Gettleman has been with him since he's been with the Giants. He's literally been trying to structure his team. He's been saying he's trying to win now, but also try to restart and revamp and reboot everything at the same time. And when you do both of those at the same time, it does not work. No. And I really feel like him letting OBJ hurt him. Like if You You don't don't sign him, like we didn't remember what his quote
0: was? I we didn't sign him to trade him. And then he traded him.
1: Yes. That was, those are his exact words. Oh, we didn't sign him. Trade him. We made him one of the, we made him the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. To
0: keep him. Why would we sign him if we didn't want to keep him?
1: And then you trade. And then uh, Daniel Jones is probably looking at him and just looking at his receiving court right now. Yeah. They're okay, but. Would you rather who's... have OBJ or Saquon Barkley? <laughs> I think I'd rather have OBJ in 2019. If you're a thrower of the football, you yes. want your wide receiver. Right. Like I get it. Saquon Barkley is gonna be amazing. He's gonna be the top back in the league. I'm biased. I'm gonna say Zeke is number one, he's gonna be number two. But then again, you cannot win with just a running back. No. That's not how Super Bowl. But Bowls you don't start with
0: running back. That's the
1: last no. thing. Would you like to guess how many touchdowns Devontae Freeman
0: has in the last 16 games for the Falcons? Please tell me. Two. Oh wow. Two. 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 It's just bad team building, so I'm not going to let Dave Gettleman off the hook where it's like, no, you drafted a running back when you had Sam Darnold on the board, bro. You know what you could
1: have? Sam Darnold and OBJ. You know what I'd rather have? Sam Darnold and OBJ. That's what I'd rather have. And my thing was, another thing, it was looking at the draft last year. In that draft class, you had some of the best throwers of the football that you could possibly find. Yes. And you just, like, we knew, we knew Sam Darnold was going to be a New York Giant a New York football giant. Right. And then through all the events that happened, somehow they take a running back. I understand Saquon's all world, but you- You could take in Lamar. You (laughs) you could take in Saquon
0: and trade it up and still got back in the first round and just still taking somebody else, but like going into it with no quarterback- none, and just be like, we're going to run it back with Eli for a full season and just waste a full year of Saquon Barkley. These running backs have a shelf life. You burn a year for
1: nothing. Right, they have the 8-10 to 10 shelf life. And then when you look at how the season went for the rookie QBs last year, whether it be Baker, Sam Darnold, yeah. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and you're just like, damn, 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 damn. Maybe we could have used Rosen, too, and you're just right. like, who threw one of the best balls at the combine I've ever seen. And you're just sitting there thinking like, oh, no, we made the right decision. Gettleman needs to go.
0: Yeah, he's not going to go because now he's going to get the benefit of the doubt and people oh, are going to yeah. give him. They're like, oh, he he's the guy who picked Daniel Jones and no one else did. And it's like, great. But like, you're still leaving out the rest of the story with Dave Gettleman. And I, I don't like it, but we'll have to see how this all goes. Um, What game had your attention the most yesterday?
1: I wanted to say Eagles versus Detroit just because I I hate cola right now because it's obviously <laughs> football season. He's an Eagles fan. He's I'm like 30 feet suck.
0: away. Can we yell at him? cola? The Eagles suck.
1: Yeah, they do. He got real snippy on, uh, he on did. the on the uh, roommate group chat. <laughs> that's <laughs> why I just left him alone. I was like, oh, I, oh, okay, okay. You know, I don't I don't want them problems. I was like, if he beats Chase's ass, that's completely fine. But yeah. it becomes that me, we got issues. Obviously, but also it's not okay for yeah, I'm gonna ignore that. Anyway, but but yeah, I wanted to say the Eagles Detroit just because uh I was definitely shocked at how uh real the Detroit Lions are becoming. But with Are they real? They're they're looking real so far. They're three and oh. And you No can't... no no no,
0: no no no. They're two oh and one.
1: Oh they're two oh and one. Oh yes, sorry, remember
0: my... they tied week one oh, against gosh. Kyler. And oh. the Arizona Cardinals. They blew a big lead in Arizona. They they came all the way back. They went to overtime. And well, they
1: tied. Well, either you say they blew a big lead or you're saying Kyler's great. So you got to pick one. You can't take both. both. No, you can't take both. both. I'm going to take both. And but, I'm
0: going to ride for Kyler until the end of time. Kyler and Baker for life.
1: I can't fight you on that. I love Baker. But I think I honest- like
0: Kyler more now. But then again, he lost at home to Kyle Allen, his former Texan and colleague this week. So, Didn't you know how Kyle Allen beat him out at Texas AM? No, they, like, Kyle Allen was the presumed starter, and then Kyler and him both transferred. Something weird happened with Kevin Someone at that time, because Kellen Mon ended up, like, they had a lot of talent. Like they there. had a lot of talent. Ma, like, uh, Kevin, like Kevin Sumlin, had a bunch of QB talent at Texas. It's like he, he
1: over recruited, and he was like, "They're not all." going like to come. No, it's like <laughs> yeah. Georgia,
0: where they had Jacob Eason, Jake Fromm, and Jacob and uh, Justin, Josh Fields, Justin Fields. Fields
1: yeah, and then like uh, he's like, "They're not all gonna come," and then they all show up and commit, and he's like oh fuck what do we do we can't play everybody <laughs> we can't play everybody so what are we gonna and do and
0: justin here? fields is beating team 76 to 5 and i've been telling georgia fans all off season where i'm like hey just as a heads up uh justin fields probably is gonna win the heisman and ohio states a better football team than your team this year and also jacob eason gonna go before jake from in the draft too and he's gonna have a good year at washington and he's yeah. been really good
1: um,
0: you picked the worst of the three
1: sorry yeah, bad news the <laughs> And feels that's what feels left with no hard hard feelings at all. He's like, okay, I'm gonna go play in Ohio State and go. Oh yeah, top ten. Yeah, I'm gonna go do that. Oh yeah, because he looks amazing. But oh well, it's fine. But again, like I was looking at the Eagles Detroit, but I really wanted to go. My honest opinion is the surprise of Daniel Jones, the Giants at the Bucks. That was the game that had my the most attention, just because I did not see that happening. I thought Daniel Jones' first start would be mediocre to fucking shitty Mm -hmm. and it wasn't mediocre it wasn't shitty it was spectacular i mean he was bad in the first half he was bad in the first half but but damn it in that second half he he went all balls to the wall shit (laughs) that shit was crazy i was like how the fuck did this happen because you know me I, i hate the giants fans i hate the giants anyway so i'm just sitting there talking fucking shit the entire time and like oh 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 god when do we play them again oh my god it's like, Dad better be ready. They better not bullshit like they did the Dolphins <laughs> in the first half, we're getting fucked. So I was just letting them know. Really. You're really scared of the Giants now with Daniel Jones? I'm not, I'm not scared. I was just I was pleasantly. If you
0: did not already know, Duncan I'm, is a huge Cowboys fan and he is somehow nervous about the New York football Giants just because of Daniel Jones.
1: I'm looking at it from the perspective of. You just
0: beat the you know, shit out of the, the Dolphins. Like you're 3 0. You're good.
1: Listen, I'm a cautious fan. Uh-huh. And I realize in, with quarterbacks right now, they don't play 8 to 10 years. Uh-huh. They play 15, more to 20. Uh-huh. So like Daniel Jones, not a problem right now. In the future, if David Gettleman... It's leaves, one game. It's the Bucks. Exactly. It's one game. Ugh. But one game turns into a lot. That's what they said about Dak, the fourth rounder. Here's who I'd be more worried about for 10 years. Carson Wentz. Yeah, we'll see. Are you, are you
0: more scared of Daniel Jones and Carson Wentz now?
1: I mean, I'm just saying, like, Daniel Jones hasn't missed any games yet. Oh, so.
0: God. Oh, God. Cola, I'm, just, I'm just being honest. Can you talk about the fact that you and Cole have gotten some serious heated arguments about the rock oh, no, no. versus Carson Shouting Wentz? Matches.
1: I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But like for real, you know, with a little henny involved, like that <laughs> shit could get real reckless if it wants to. But I'm just letting him know when he plays a full season, I will stop talking shit. And we're that never shit gonna got real that. sketchy. Oh, you said never. <laughs> no, we're never gonna have a henny uh,
0: podcast. Like a henny Field podcast.
1: No, it will just be a henny brawl, so we shouldn't do that shit. No,
0: anymore. that no, that would that be a problem.
1: That's evidence. We don't need <laughs> i like my job
0: but your mysterious day job don't say your job duncan oh, i would
1: never do that i okay. don't i don't need that type of rip that i don't need that type
0: no we're not we would cut that if that was the case Please. um the mysterious day job for big dunk um
1: <laughs> okay. anyway
0: no yeah the shirt sure. um <laughs> what was that? the presenting sponsor um can the panthers make the playoffs because cam's already been ruled out for week four i don't know if you saw that so cam's already out now it was mysterious for the majority of this past week and they were like oh ron Rivera walked out of a press conference (laughs) because he was tired of asking he's like if y'all ask me again i'm gonna leave and they asked him again he he left and he's not
1: bill belichick he needs to come dude
0: the bill belichick conversation with dana jacobson this weekend i think it was right right before game day Mm -hmm. awful bill belichick a gigantic asshole and that's like one of those things where like the league has to step in where he like stared her down for asking about Antonio Brown. It's like, bro, you signed him. You don't get to be a dick about this. I'm so tired of Bill Belichick getting a pass for something like this,
1: but you got to see his point. He's, he's saying you're talking to Bill Belichick, the coach, not the GM right now. When the when You have nobody, both titles, bro. Listen, listen. That's not his time right now. Listen, he's wearing one hat right when now. When is and he the, ever answering questions where Bill will check the GM? I mean, never. But like, you got to think of it the way he does. He's playing mind games with everybody. If we're just all losing. We're playing checkers. He's playing chess right now. It if you look at his face, I was,
0: I was visibly upset. Like when I looked at his face <laughs> and I was like, this dude is making Dana Jacobson feel so small just because she is asking about the question that everyone should ask him right before game time. Like, What was the tipping point for, like, moving on from Antonio Brown and him just being like, "We're focusing on the Jets right now." It's like,
1: whatever, man. Like, whatever, man. Just because she needs a hug after that that interview. Look at his
0: watch. His look. It was a death stare that was really uncomfortable for two seconds. Where it's like, dude okay what
1: are, you, what are you gonna do what's yeah, like,
0: like why are you staring at her like that she's asking you a very normal question why are you just giving her the death stare of like why would you ask me about the most like what What? belichick and popovich get a pass that like will never not drive me nuts popovich has gotten a pass for years but i think when, belichick is worse
1: winning no he's definitely worse but winning does that for you yes winning does that and uh it's just pop being pop it's <clears throat> belichick being belichick it's like no
0: they're just being assholes
1: Yeah, I mean, when you have a system like they do, I mean, you kind of get away with what you want to. And until they start to fall off, until they start to hinder their play and stuff like that, which I don't see happening at all as long as Bill Belichick is there, it's just not going to happen. We're just going to have to live with it.
0: So I'm going to throw out two scenarios for you. Tell me which is more likely. Oh, jeez. Teddy Bridgewater, NFC South winning quarterback. Kyle Allen, NFC South winning quarterback. Which is more likely?
1: Uh, Teddy Bridgewater.
0: Yeah, he. Because we were like wondering all week, where like did you hear the comparisons from Tayson Hill and Steve Young? That's not becoming a thing because is it just because
1: they both went to BYU? Is that all that is? It's because they're white and fast. That's and went what, to BYU. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's it. But I, I'm. i literally thought about like maybe Kyle Allen, Baton, be, maybe being able to make things happen. But there's he scattered. was good. They're, he's good. He did really well, but their schedule is tough. Yeah. They literally have the Texans, Jags, Buccaneers, 49ers, Titans, and pack, Packers. So Not no. good. So, no. No, it's not going to be the Panthers. No, no. No. I mean, he did really well. I mean, he had a 73% completion percentage. He threw for four TDs, but I don't think he's going to be able to do that in the next six weeks. No, I don't think so either. And
0: Teddy was... I, I just... I mean, that was like a low key upset where we were just like, oh, we're not surprised by the Saints coming in and Dennis Allen's defense shutting down the Seahawks. But like the way they beat the Seahawks, I think we can all agree was surprising. And it also added to the idea that like, oh, Alvin Kamara might be a bit more valuable than we've led on. Absolutely.
1: He was trying to make his case to be number one or number two best running back in the league. And yeah. also you got to look at the system Teddy's running with right now. Yeah. I mean, it's better than that Viking system he has. And he reminds me of the Rams. Yeah. It reminds me of the Rams because Sean McVay is the week's whiz kid that Sean Payton used
0: to be. Right. And that's like, Sean Payton's like, I can win with Teddy Bridgewater, throw any quarterback under there. I'm going to figure it out. And like Gurley is basically what Kamara is now, where it's like, if I have somebody like Kamara and
1: I have a good offensive line, I will win with anybody. It doesn't matter. And then, like, uh, right now, I mean, if you say Alvin Kamara or Todd Gurley, fantasy owners are going with Alvin, and that's just how that is. The way he runs, the way he just goes limp, and, be- and being able to get those extra yards after being hit is just going to work out well for you. And then you got the head coach who's better, and then you got to realize Teddy's been studying under Drew Brees, who is a way better quarterback than Cam Newton has shown to be at this point in time. So he's learning from a similar system with similar skills and stuff like that. So he's definitely going to be better. Kyle Allen can't learn too much from Cam because Cam is just going to be able to do a lot more things than Kyle is going to be able to do. So he's basing his things off of more textbook, more things about himself than learning from his predecessor.
0: Yeah. Um, I The Cam stuff is so weird. I don't know what's going on with him because now it's a foot thing. And... We've been worried about the shoulder forever, but now he's just being ruled out for his foot. And I don't, none of this is good for long-term Cam Newton fans.
1: No, but they need to change the way that Cam needs can play football. It's been the case since he's come out of Auburn, and they have. It's either what's well, added up. Like it was successful for a long time, right. but now he's thirty, and but, now it's like <laughs> you can't keep playing like this. Yeah, but foot. Football philosophy has stayed consistent. Like, as you get older, your body heals slower, and you have to transition to that pocket presence, that pocket passer, and you have to get the ball out a little bit more quick. Cam, preseason, holding the ball. I I watched a game where he hurt his foot. He's holding the ball way too long, way longer than you should in regular season, playoffs, damn sure preseason. It's a big band problem, too. Yeah, and he's getting himself hurt. I wanted to blame it on the offensive line. I wanted to blame it on other things, but if it's not there, it's not there, bro. And you don't need to put yourself in danger. You have a franchise on your soldier. You've been an MVP. You've been to a Super Bowl. You can go back. You just have to protect yourself. You have to take a, a page out of these books that guys in your division have taken, like, like the Matt Ryans, the Drew Brees, and sometimes like you got to get the heck out of Dodging and, and and play off a profit and not not trying to go for the big play every time.
0: Yeah, and I don't know if that's going to be the case. Like Josh Allen is just like Cam Newton 2.0. <clears throat> I don't know if you've watched it, like how much you've watched Josh Allen, but like he. Oh, Josh liter- Allen in Buffalo. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's my guy. But like he's literally Cam Newton 2.0, and he didn't want to be you. There was this interview. Pat McAfee asked Josh Allen. He's like, "Did you ever, ever think that you were gonna be this rushing, rushing leader that you are, this rushing quarterback that you are?" He said, "Oh hell no," and he's just like completely shocked at himself, just because of how athletic he is. Because he didn't play big schools in college. He, no. He didn't play big schools in high school or anything like that. He just has that type of talent, but. He's going to get to that point, too, where he's going to have to transition. I think he can, but it's all about your coaching. It's all about what you allow yourself to do. Why is Pat McAfee not the
0: Monday Night Football commentator? Like, how is he not in that booth?
1: Monday Night don't want to win. They think boogers. But he's Booger on ESPN
0: for so many different random things. I'm like, why not just put it? Like, why do you have him on Thursday Night Football with, like, Tulane and Houston? Why not? <laughs> if you're going to use him for that, just use him for Monday Night. Like, okay. we're watching Monday Night right now, right?
1: Because Monday night can't get worse, because uh, that shit's going to be on mute for the rest of my life until they get a good host on there. I mean, we have it on mute right now. Yeah, I love Jason Witten to death, but he was shitty on that, too. He's he's going to be a great coach, Hall of Famer, first ballot, all that good stuff. But on Monday night, oh, God, it was awful.
0: It is 28 to 9, as we're recording right now, <laughs> in favor of the Bears. Absolutely. Why do I feel like the Redskins are going to come back and win this game?
1: Oh, they're absolutely not going to win that, this game. I went
0: through Redskins. It's not good for Jay Gruden. Um, how do you explain what's going on in Cleveland?
1: Uh, I can explain it in in a couple of things. One is continuity. They have all these different pieces, all these things coming together. That defense, completely fine. But on offensively, OBJ and Baker have not had the appropriate reps. They've tra- practiced together like off seasons and stuff like that. But that training camp, those OTAs where OBJ missed, those things, those, that time – is so significant for Q, uh, QB and his wide receiver, especially his number one guy. And they miss that. And they need that time. And also, you have to take it over to offensive line. They can't block a fucking soul. <laughs> like, it's getting so bad to where Baker Mayfield is starting to look like Derek Carr in the fact yeah. that he's seeing ghosts yep. when they're not even there. He's rolling out right. When he's he doesn't to need to roll out. Like He has time to sit in the pocket, and he just won't do it. I, you know what? I said roll out. He running out. Like yeah. He's trying to get away at all costs. And they can't block. They can't run. And with Cleveland, they play in a cold weather. They play in AFC North. And with that type of division, at the colder it gets – You have to run the football. You have to be physical. You have to set up your play actions. You can't do some of the cute stuff that you can do in like San Francisco and LA and stuff like that and pass all the time. You got to set your younger quarterback up for success. And also, Freddie Kitchens, some of the play calling was just completely questionable. So it's a number of things. And also, I love Baker to death, but Baker has to be better. Baker has to get that pocket awareness a little bit better. We got to see some of those things we saw out of him last year because right now, he still has a losing record against playoff teams. That has to that has to change. I don't think he trusts the offensive line right now. I wouldn't, and that's a problem because
0: if you don't trust your offensive line, that like I don't know how you succeed because ultimately, if you're going to be a great NFL quarterback, you have to believe that you can sit in the pocket for three to five seconds, get your multiple reads in, and find the right guy. But you have to sit in the pocket, like right. you have to.
1: And right, and Wade Phillips. Credit to him, he did a fantastic job of putting his corners, playing, man, and getting coverage sacks. Like, I I haven't seen that in a long time, especially when you got guys like OBJ Jarvis Landry because he knows the rest is coming. He's got Aaron Donald up there. He's like, guys, if you hold them, hold these wide receivers on coverage for four to five seconds, we're going to get them. Yeah. It worked every time. For
0: sure. And the Rams, I mean, the Rams deserve a lot of credit because the Rams are – I mean, this is in my tell me I'm wrong, but um, I I was very impressed with how the Rams played because like we overlooked the fact that like when he loses the Super Bowl the way the Rams did and it was just kind of embarrassing in the whole offseason conversation. It's like the Rams are going to have to adjust because their teams are going to adjust to what Sean McVay runs right. and Sean McVay more than anybody else was running 11 personnel and he was running that set with Cooper Cup, um, Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks all out wide over and over <laughs> and over and over again run until you stop, stop yeah like- and they were like you can't do that and guess what he's doing it again and Cooper Cup was great in that game and like Sean McVay deserves credit for being able to adjust and still get his team ready to go where it's like yeah we lost to the Pats in frustrating boring fashion but guess what we're still the best team in the NFC and we're gonna get back and also Jared Goff took some hits in that game mm-hmm. I I'm all in on Jared Goff now I I was out about a year and a half ago now that I've seen him a couple years, like I don't think he's just a product of McVay anymore. I think he's actually just a good quarterback, and he's smart. He makes the right plays. He runs when he needs to. He takes big hits. He's just like, off's
1: the QB1. He's a top 10 quarterback in this league now, I think. Uh, I'm not completely sold on him, but I will be sold on him. I think we're watching that transition from him being Sean McVay's guy to him being that franchise player. I think we're, this is the season where that's happening. right? And I think Sean McVay is running that same personnel because... The only person who really beat us were the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck would we run anything else? Like nobody else can beat us until we play the Pats, we're gonna run the same thing until you stop us. Right. And then you gotta look at what he's going against in practice. He's focusing more on offense, and you have Wade Phillips, a guy who could be a head coach who's a great defensive mind. You guys are playing chess all practice long, getting better, getting better, getting better in these meetings, in these uh in these OTAs and things like that. So Sean McVay is sharpening his mind. Wade Phillips is sharpening his mind, and they're just going back and forth. So it's just making it harder for other teams in the league to go against them except for Bill Belichick. So we'll see how that goes whenever they play each other.
0: Who do you think ultimately trades for Jalen Ramsey?
1: And if you're the Jaguars, do you trade him? Because I wouldn't trade him. He's got another year. Um, I would trade him. I mean, if I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars, you have to have that conversation. If you know Jalen wants to go and you know Jalen's not going to re-sign with you, get the capital now. Jalen Ramsey is he's young, he's strong, he's big, he's fast, he's smart. And you got to use that to if you're going to rebuild your team, if you're going to try to get some capital off of it, you need to do it now. And there's a couple teams that really can make that push. I honestly think if you don't have a certified guy at both corner spots, you need to go get him anyway. But the main people I'm looking at is uh the Oakland Raiders, the Packers, the Pats, and of course the Tennessee Titans where he's from
0: interesting I didn't have any of these teams on my list
1: oh also the Chiefs of course the Chiefs make a lot of but like the Chiefs
0: to me I just I just have absolved myself to the idea that like they're always going to have a bad defense (laughs) with Patrick Mahomes and like Andy Reid like they replaced Bob Sutton with Steve Spagnola and their defense is still just like it's a little bit better but not that much better I don't know how much Jalen Ramsey actually moves the needle for them I think it just
1: depends on the team like I think he could, they can make that a more opportunist. Like the Eagles make a defense. lot of sense to me.
0: Like if you can move because the Eagles, oh, the Eagles, Eagles also, need to
1: make that move yesterday. Right. The Eagles would be my pick. But I think he, he just fits well. Sidney
0: Jones, you do that and the Jaguars can take him in a first round pick and then you put him in a contender.
1: Like he would be, he's the exact
0: kind of person that Philly
1: would embrace and love. No, absolutely. He has that Philadelphia like mindset and stuff like that. But he also, he'd be a great pick for the Titans. And he'd also be a great fit for the Oakland Raiders. Like him and John Gruden, I see nothing but good things. Him and John, I think it's John Abram, the safety, the young safety guy. He's gone really, for the year. He's gone for the year. But when he gets he was back, good, Yeah, he's good. He's hard hitting He's yeah. physical. And he, I think him and Jalen speak the same language. And I think going to Vegas, I think Jalen would do well there. But Tennessee, he's always going to do better if he's at home. He trains there. And he's from Brentwood, which is 20, 25 minutes from Nashville where they play. It's just always going to work. The Green Bay Packers.
0: That's a division, though. We should mention that's it's true. in
1: the division, so it would never happen. Yeah, but that's where his heart is. He would definitely go there. But Green Bay Packers, it making that defense stronger. They probably don't need him now, but if they yeah. want to make that defense stronger,
0: because they have Jair Alexander, they have Josh Jackson, they've invested a lot of capital from the draft and cornerback and uh, defensive back. They just drafted Darnell Savage. They have a lot of dudes in their secondary that they have drafted on their own.
1: Yeah, and they probably don't have money. And then when you look at the past, It's not
0: money. It's more of like the draft capital. Like, what would you be willing to give up for Jalen Ramsey at this point? I
1: mean, the Eagles would be able to...
0: The Eagles, that's why I just go back to the Eagles would do it more than anybody else. And they're also close enough where it's like, oh, I could see it actually affecting their Super Bowl odds. Not a lot of other teams, it would affect their Super Bowl odds.
1: No, the Eagles definitely need it more than anybody else. But uh, the Oakland Raiders definitely need it. But they just... They're him, not
0: contenders. Like you not a car and your team's like so far away. It's like, why would you <laughs> give up more draft picks to trade for Jalen Ramsey when you're like six years away from being six years away from winning the Super Bowl? Because he f- he fits the mold of that team. And- but like they suck. Like they're finishing last in the FC West. Why are you giving up more? You just gave up a third and a fifth round pick for Antonio Brown, who played
1: zero games for you. Right. But he he fits with what you want. Like he's he's that type of guy you need. You you're right. The Capitals not may not be there, but. He's the type of guy that they would like, they would covet. He's definitely got that Oakland Raiders mentality. For sure. But maybe the Broncos, because they don't have an interception this season after
0: three games, they have no sacks, no fumbles, no interceptions. Like, the Broncos to me are the most perplexing team in football because, like, if there was one thing I assume was always going to be the case, was Vic Fangio would just have a top five defensive DVOA defense. And. That has not been the case, and now they're 0-3, and there's only been five teams in football that have made the postseason after starting 0-3, and the Broncos are now 0-3. So I'm just like, oh, this is, this is a problem.
1: I mean, I didn't have them going to postseason anyway, but... That was more you think. That was a me. That was a yeah, me. Yeah, that thing. was definitely a you think. That was man. a
0: combination of me believing in Vic Fangio and Joe Flacco.
1: I mean, I believe in Vic Fangio. And Philip Lindsay. Love Philip Lindsay. Yeah. I believe in Vic Fangio on defense as a defensive coordinator. I don't know about the head coach yet because that's a different job. Totally some, different some job. Something good. Yeah, it's not looking good, but he's always going to have a job. Anybody would fire their guy to get a Vic Fangio. Yeah, and, and I don't, I don't think he's going to last there in Denver because they haven't put enough pieces on that offense to make anything go. If you're resting completely on your defense and Joe Flacco, things are not about to go well for you at this stage in your, uh, in your football organization.
0: No, probably not.
1: Um, all right,
0: let's get into tell me I'm wrong, which is uh, my favorite part of this podcast now. Um, tell me I'm wrong, but. I think we can go ahead and pencil in the 49ers winning the NFC West.
1: I mean, you can, but I'm not going to pencil them in.
0: Being I, the 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 Steelers at home, 3-0, that offense is legit. Are you? Do you still
1: have doubts about the 49ers after three weeks? I mean, I definitely have doubts, but it goes more into into winter and the postseason. Um, I know they can play. I know they have a great offensive mind. Jimmy she-
0: G was making big-time throws this week.
1: Yeah, that's great, but postseason is a whole thing. He's back. Team- He's back, he's Jimmy back. Jimmy G is back. Matt that's, that's sweet, that's wonderful. That offensive line is back. Oh my God, leave, leave Kyle Shanahan George, alone. Does have, he have know? You have, have you seen reached Kittle? Out, have you reached out to Shanahan and told him about this love that you have? No, I haven't, but like... I know he's married, but like, there might be a shot. There might be. You know, Did like, you see the way he hugged John Lynch? Okay. That could be me. <laughs> that that could be you, but <laughs> this smaller. This could be us, but you playing. <laughs> you, you're, you're significantly smaller, but you guys might be the same fucking size. Wait, honestly. me and John Lynch, we're... Uh, it's about the same. Huh?
0: <laughs> A former strong safety in the NFL? Me? No? Not not close?
1: Moving on. So, uh I'm going to go with the LA Rams because uh-huh. they have everything that the uh 49ers don't have, which is not that much. Uh-huh. I like the 49ers. I especially love them having Nick Bosa. Yeah. Nick Bosa. They have a pass a, rush now. He's a fucking beast. He's. They mad. have a pass rush. Like, I don't know what they're drinking at the Bosa household, but that's shit working. In the MAGA. <laughs> Maggie juice, is, that's what it is. Yeah, I heard Breeze a little hate, but that makes sense. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> no, aside from that, but they they definitely got some uh, they got some Pro Bowl with DNA mm-hmm. at the Bosa household. But I like what they're doing there, and then offensively, you got Jimmy G coming back, which I love Jimmy G. I thought he was he was a good guy to have, and I hate the Patriots had to let him go, but you have Tom. Um, but I think the LA Rams just have that that playoff experience, and they have that that interaction with Wade Phillips and Sean McVay that's going to continuously make them better. And I know people are lower on Ty Gurley right now because of the whole arthritis thing, but right now he looks good. He's still he's able. blocking. He's block. Well, he's a big physical back. Yeah, he'll like, always block. Like he was having some big time blocks for Jared Goff. Last even if night. he just chips you, he's an intimidating factor. Yeah. And you got Jared Goff evolving. You got Cooper Cup back. You got Robert Woods there. You got a lot of pieces coming back, trying to run it back and trying to make something happen. They know what's at stake now. They know they're going to continue. Yeah, they know they can make it to the Super Bowl. They know they, they know they can win a Super Bowl. The Forty ers aren't there yet. They can be. Oh, they're there. They're, uh, Kyle Shanahan's there.
0: Kyle Shanahan's been there. Oh yeah, he's been there, and he had a better showing than uh, Sean McVay.
1: Uh, debatable. He scored
0: twenty eight points on the the Patriots. How many did Sean McVay do? Uh,
1: it's debatable. But okay. But there was definitely some issues going on there.
0: But I'm just excited for the 49ers, and I'm just glad they have a pass rush, and I'm glad that they seem like a complete
1: team, and Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy. Yeah, but their trajectory right now, they can still make the playoffs and not win the division. Nah, I think we can go ahead and pencil that in.
0: Uh, Okay. (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong, but I do think this goes back to our Ram stuff because I think we're on different sides of the coin here, but I will give Sean McVay credit because something I have in my notes is that I think Sean McVay deserves a lot more credit than he's getting for getting this team to get back and buy back in and be 3-0 in yeah. 2019. Like, they lost the Super Bowl in embarrassing fashion, and it just doesn't look like they missed a beat. Like, that team is still just all the way bought in, and they're humming along the exact same way they did a year ago. Like, the people just, because it's happening, they're like, oh, Sean McVay is what happens. But, like, it doesn't happen like that very often. And Sean McVay, I think, deserves a lot of credit for keeping this group bought in for another year
1: yeah you know you're right but i mean they have that super bowl drop off and stuff like that but i think it's because it shows you're probably right like he does not get enough credit and when you asked me that earlier i was kind of trying to figure out what she saying, but that makes sense because they're they're literally just picking up where they left off and uh i think it's it's a combination of a lot of things he has that locker room he's a smart guy and he's he's competitive and he's making them competitive. All the good qualities we see about Sean McVay is spreading to that team, and they, like I said, they think they can win. They know they're a playoff team. They know they're they can go to the Super Bowl, and they think they can win a Super Bowl. So when you put that in there, they don't have the drop off some of these teams have. They're not like down or anything like that. They're still kind of a they're kind of a young team in in some of the right spots and. And it just brings their morale pretty high. And they have Wade Phillips there and they're just testing each other and going bad, going at it, at it, and at it. And they live, they are in a tough division. They cannot afford any lapses in judgment, in play, or anything like that. Otherwise, 49ers can take it. And I don't want that just, just because it would hurt you.
0: I mean, I also, like, the San Francisco home fit advantage doesn't really exist. Just terrible place, like an hour and a half away from San Francisco. It's just a terrible place. Is it really? Yeah, it's pretty far. Levi Stadium is just in the middle of nowhere. They're hoping to oh get gosh. more. Yeah, it's 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 a complicated can of worms. Um, tell me I'm wrong, but the Kansas City Chiefs are scarier after three weeks than they were a season ago. Am I wrong here?
1: Um, I don't. <clears throat> At first, I thought you were wrong just because... Losing Kareem Hunt, it hurts you. Um, just having that special bag back, back there, it, it definitely hurts you. It, it definitely helps your team. It helps rise up, especially how good Kareem Hunt was. But they added some pieces. They're trying to add some pieces on defense and make some things happen. But I think they are scarier just because of Pat Mahomes. Not because of how he can throw he's the ball. He's better. Yeah, he's better because – He's seen every defense you can possibly put on. He made on.
0: the Ravens look like the fucking Texas Tech defense from two years ago in college. Like, they just... But Pat like, Mahomes is so good. Like, McCole Hardman had this, like, 80-yard play where he got open and, like, yeah. they skinned him open. But, like, they don't need Tyreek Hill now. Like, that was my biggest concern. I'm like, okay, no Kareem Hunt, no Tyree Kill for mm-hmm. a couple weeks. Like, can... If you take away all of his playmakers, what does
1: Pat Mahomes look like? Guess what? He's still really good. Nice. Still the best quarterback. No, and he he deserves to be in an MVP race, and you're starting to see that. he He's MVP, I think, right now. No, he's definitely MVP right now, and you're starting to see that. He said that before the season. He said, I've seen every defense. Like, I've seen every coverage. So the Ravens, they're still trying to build up their continuity, too. So they can't do all the stuff that traditional Ravens have done, high defenses, kind of play minds with the quarterback and stuff like that. So when they're coming out, he's seeing it. He's yeah. seeing if it's man-on-man, if you're playing single high safety, and he's ripping them apart. And he's not just – Dinkin and the fucking outs. Ravens, and he is slinging that bad yeah. boy because he can also make throws a lot of people can't make. He's not fast, but he's fast enough to to make some extra time for himself to be able to use that arm. So they are definitely scarier. Especially, I'm a big guy on continuity, and they have a lot of it on that team. They're also a team that know they're they're one game away from making that Super Bowl. And Pat Mahomes, he's he's made for the bright lights. He's been around pros since he was since he was an infant. So, this is nothing special to him. He's just going out there and playing ball, reading defenses, and cutting them up. And him and Travis Kelsey look awesome together right now.
0: I'm feeling pretty good about my Chiefs-Eagles Super Bowl prediction from this offseason. I'm feeling pretty good.
1: Chiefs-Eagles? Yeah. You're sick. You said Eagles, right? Yeah. Yeah. uh, You might want to go ahead and just let that Eagles part go. Chiefs, maybe. Probably going to be passed, but Eagles. I know you like Cola, and I know you guys are... Trying to make amends, but you don't need to like lie on your amends? podcast.
0: We don't have like we, we're not going through a fall. I mean, right? he's
1: like wanted to beat your ass for the last six days. So, Has he on very separate occasions, and the fact that you don't know that is a problem. Wait, what happened? You were being yourself.
0: I don't know what you're talking about.
1: You were being yourself, and people tend to want to beat your ass. Chase's corner your... here.
0: Hold on. What <laughs> we're in Chase's corner right now. What 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 are we talking about?
1: What are we talking about? There's just so many things like. Every time you cook, I think the house is burning down. Um, you open the door louder than any fucking person I've ever heard in life. I hear you when you get up. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I don't want to know. It's cool to be a roommate, but like, I don't want to know when you open your fucking door. Also, uh, what was that other thing you did? Oh, the shit you did to me last week. Um, we we have a dog in the house, guys, mm-hmm. just so you know. You know. <laughs> His name is Kevin um i'm taking a nap in my room it's just a normal friday afternoon <laughs> and i hear chase talking talking to someone and you know what i'm waking up because chase is a very loud fucking talker and chase likes the sound of his own fucking voice <laughs> and uh i realize he's talking to the dog <laughs> kevin and he's like hey bud what are, what are you doing oh uh, what you look scared what happened what did you do and then he walks in the kitchen and there's shit all in the kitchen he's like oh you you shit you just shit? Oh, buddy, what are you doing? And I'm, I'm sitting in my head. Why the fuck is this guy talking to a damn dog? One. Two. Hopefully he cleans it up. So when I get up, I can have, I can eat my food, chill, whatever. So I get up. Chase is running in his room because I can hear him. So I try, I try to avoid Chase sometimes because he talks way too much when I first wake up. And I walk in. There's shit everywhere. So, you know, my immediate response is to text Chase and let him know <laughs> he's a hoe. You you heard me. You like you texted me like you heard me. And no, I did hear you. I heard every word. I just <laughs> want. I said Chase. I just want to let you know you're a hoe. <laughs> also, I heard every word. And of course, he comes running out. See, we're trying to teach. We're trying to teach a lesson. And that is the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my life. We're gonna let shit in the house just because you want to teach a. Grown it's not summer. my
0: dog. I wanted. Our other roommate, Noah, friend of the pod, but on the pod, I wanted him to come home and talk to Kevin himself because if we clean it up, then we set the president that we're always going to clean it up after him.
1: So you guys in this talking to dog shit is <laughs> something black people aren't very used to. I know Noah's black. I get it, but wait, is Noah black? Half okay. anyway, but it, it, same shit, same shit. He a nigga too. Anyway, but it makes no sense to me. A guy from Decatur, I'm fucking confused at that still, but but I'm getting, I'm getting too off on that topic. But still. Don't get fired. But still, the fact that you guys just sitting there, just like, we're gonna talk to him, we're gonna figure this out, you were willing to wait four and a half fucking hours and let shit be where we eat. <laughs> and that shit made me so furious, and you tried to talk me I wasn't happy about this, it either. No, yes, you were. Yo, happy, giggly ass. And you tried to get me on your side with that shit, and you thought that was okay. It was okay. And I want to slap the shit out of you. And I just want you to know that. That wasn't even a Cola thing. That wasn't my thing. My fault. Damn. I was talking about Cola. I lost yeah, that. It, you just went straight in on like, uh, I'm really mad at Chase now. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just want No, I'm not mad at you. I just wanted people to know that that uh, there are reasons to slap the shit out of you. And Cola probably has his reasons too. I don't know what Cola's reasons are. Cola has all, no reasons. He's called you a bitch four times in the last three days. So there's definitely reasons. I don't know what they are exactly, mm-hmm. but I'm sure there's plenty.
0: Couldn't think of anything. I'm pretty. You can't
1: think of anything. No, I'm nothing. No, I'm a pretty. You know what? It's worse watching you bullshit. It's worse. (laughs) I wish I could just be in my room and just be like, maybe. But just seeing the look on your face, I just know you're full of shit. No, I'm not. Okay, I'm. I'm
0: I'm really fun, and actually, everyone who listens to the pod's like, I don't understand what kind of picture Duncan's painting right now because Chase doesn't seem like that at all.
1: No, they don't. They don't see that. No. Okay. Right. I'm,
0: I'm pretty fun and uh, a great roommate, pretty and fun. everyone's pretty lucky to live with me. Um, a teenage girl.
1: Anyway, what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: tell me I'm wrong, but I think there is no reason now to keep Dan Quinn on after week three.
1: You know, another thing I hate is uh the tell me i wrong thing, especially when I have literally thought what you've just thought, because I'm watching the Falcons the other day and. What's it's, the point? Like, you have a defensive-minded coach, and you have been a
0: bad defensive team for every single season you've been there, except for one. For one year, that was it. This is so, your defense. Dan Quinn fired his defensive coordinator, Marquand Manuel, last year. He was a fall guy. This is his defense. It's still bad. Jacoby Brissett was like 20 for 20 yesterday.
1: Yeah, and I, I think uh, I think we're getting to the point where Dan Quinn's message is, is becoming stale. I mean, we've seen the best days that we've seen that we're going to see out of Dan Quinn as a head coach. I mean, he made the Super Bowl. That's great. Cal Shanahan made the Super Bowl. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Anyway, but Dan Quinn's team, they they made the Super Bowl. And we've seen the best of that. After a certain point, you got to switch it up. You got to get a new coaching staff. The guys he's hiring, they're not doing well on that defense or offense. Dirk Cutter, he he may be a great offensive mind, but the systems that they're running, they're just not working for Matt. They're not working for that defense. They're not working for the Falcons because the Falcons should be – Blowing this division out of the water right now. With Drew Brees hurt, you got Jameis in uncertainty, and you got Cam Newton not even on the field. This should be easy for the Falcons. And speaking for Atlanta fans, just seeing them, we don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what's going to happen with the Falcons. They don't think they're going to win the division. They They hope. They definitely do think they're going to win the division. They hope.
0: No, they they think. It's a strong hope. I mean, this is it. Like they brought in Dirk Cutter, they brought in Mike Mularkey. They like Dan Quinn was able to just be his own DC this year. Like everything is on the line. If they
1: do not win the division, they're all fired, all of them. Oh no, no, no! They're all fired. I mean, it's it's not if. It's a matter of when. I mean, they're probably right. going to wait till the season's over and see how things shake out. But what I've seen, the football that I've seen out of the Atlanta Falcons, it's not going to pan out for them.
0: I mean, I had Ron Rivera's first coach fired last week, but then Ron Rivera goes out and he beats the Cardinals with Kyle Allen. I'm like, oh. And then we have up. Uh, no, never mind. I was gonna look over them because the Redskins and Bears games on. I was like, I was waiting to turn back over and the Redskins to be up like twenty eight nine to twenty eight against the Bears. But
1: it's, you were serious about that shit?
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. What is wrong with you? What? It's Monday Night Football. It's the Bears and it's the, the Redskins. The Redskins suck ass. They they're not that bad.
1: I mean, they're not that bad. They're not Giants. They weren't the Giants a couple weeks ago, bad. But they're they're pretty bad.
0: I'm not actually gonna go ahead and write off the Redskins in this game yet. They're down thirteen. With, we're wrapping up here.
1: With three minutes left. Right. You know you have issues, right? No, I'm not going to quit the Redskins, so I think they're still in this game. What what tie do you have to the Redskins? Is it Jay Gruden? No, I just...
0: Uh, USF, yeah, not USFL. I guess he's USFL legend. He had one year there. Um, but arena football legend coach, Jay Gruden. Um, I believe in that defensive line. I believe in that group. I, I don't... I don't know. I just I don't believe that they can be great. I also don't believe they can be bad. I think they have too much talent to be bad. And now they're zero and three, and I'm like, this is weird because Jay Gruden has never finished less than like seven and nine. His whole career is like eight and eight, nine and seven. Correct. And now he's starting at zero and three, and this is new territory that I don't know how to deal with right now.
1: I mean, I know how Jay Gruden needs to deal with it. I think he needs to go away from the Case Keenum. <laughs> they need to get Trent Williams back, they or just to-
0: trade him for somebody.
1: And they need to get, yeah, they need to do that or that, but they need to get Haskins in there as soon as possible and get some reps in there. Because Haskins got a lot of things that he needs to fix. Just because he's a young guy, he needs to see some defenses. He needs to get some reps out there. And they need to salvage what they can of this season because it's not going to go well. They're not going to beat the Eagles. They're not beating the Cowboys. They may not beat the Giants now because they have a better quarterback than Case Keenum right now. Case Keenum I was high on. I thought he was cool, but after a certain point, you know what you know the statute of limitations for Case Keenum.
0: It is interesting that Case Keenum lasted longer than Eli Manning um in the NFC East because I don't know if a lot of us believe that Daniel Jones is gonna get a appearance before Dwayne Haskins to start this year. Even though he went before him in the draft, I think people assumed Eli would get the full year and Haskins would be in there at some point earlier. I on. think
1: executives and maybe retired football players did, but if you look at that Giants roster, my only question is how? How is he going to make it? How is he going to make it the entire they're season? They're stubborn. They were going to be 0 16. They're stubborn, but they're not stubborn. And yeah. that's the problem with the I think it looks we so
0: bad where they were like, oh, people are leaving. And the stadium's going to be empty by week nine if we're still starting Eli.
1: Yeah. And they're also, I can tell how. How scared they were because they were too eager to say, "Well, we believed in him the whole time. We knew Daniel Jones. We knew he was going to be great." You, you didn't. Know you didn't shit. know. You didn't know shit. Calm that down. But he the- fit your mold
0: and all that kind of stuff. Like it, it worked out one week, but we ha- we don't know yet. We still don't know, it. and it's still. I would argue to so the end of time that that is still bad team building to take the running back beforehand to trade OBJ for relatively nothing to trade your offensive lineman for, or to trade your defensive lineman for a guard and get Zykler, um, Vernon for Zeichler I just, I don't believe in his philosophy. I think there are other stuff with off the field concerns with him. There, I could rant on the and stuff forever and ever. Um, but we haven't even really talked about the Cowboys who almost lost to the Dolphins with Josh Rosen before he got injured in the first, first one, half.
1: <laughs> first of one, you're, you're sick. You're sick. You're, you're, you're sick. You're sick, man. But I will say he was good.
0: Rosen, he kept it close
1: in the first half before he got injured. He got like concussed. He had a weird, like, he fell and hit his head pretty hard. No, he definitely got concussed. But people, uh, we had that big scare about concussion protocols and stuff like that a few years ago. But the league is just like, unless you see them visibly get knocked out, we're just going to let them keep playing. I mean, he left the game for a little bit. He left the game for a little bit, but he should not have came back. Concussion protocol is supposed to be you missed the rest of the game. And teams have let that go. And we're starting to see that. There's someone
0: else who had that where it's like a a concussion.
1: It was a a Falcon.
0: Who was it? Oh, it was Ido Smith. He had one. They were like, he's questionable in return. I'm like, he had a concussion. Why is that? What do you mean? How are you allowed to come back in a football game when you've already been declared
1: you had a concussion? At least one that day. uh, You know who else had one? Carson Wentz. He was not supposed to come back in that Falcons game. He got his head beat in. Is that
0: confirmed that he had a concussion? No.
1: No, yeah. because they don't let he those things out. He went in the tent. Yeah, he went in the tent because he couldn't see. He was seeing stars. But No, I and, think he was just, he wanted a break. And speaking of, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. But in speaking of concussions, Alan Hearns got beat his head beat in twice during that game because he's now a Miami Dolphin. Is he really? Yeah. It did not go well for him. He didn't play very well. He had much. the gruesome injury last year for the Cowboys, right? Yeah, yeah. He broke his leg. And then and that uh, was like the really, really gross looking one, right? Yeah, it was pretty bad. And then uh, then with the Miami Dolphins, he got hit, got hit his head, and then he came back in the game. Got hit again and then had to be uh, walked off the field.
0: Not a great two years from Alan Hearns.
1: No, and and it really – the first half of that game really showed that they were definitely having some benefit of that intel that they got from Taco Charlton and Alan Hearns for what the Cowboys are going to do and what they're looking at and stuff like that. But that second half, Dak, is, Dak Prescott is perfect in the third quarter this year. And he showed that in this third quarter this year. And you got – you got uh, Amari Cooper with plantar fasciitis, and he's, he's balling still. Because that injury, it happened in preseason, but that injury is supposed to be plaguing him until week eight. So we really won't see how much that plagued him until they play the Saints next week. Um, you also had the two running backs. You got Tony Pollard and you got Ezekiel Elliott both running for 100-plus yards, like that game was over. I'm going to cut you
0: off here. I, this is too much. I mean, I can keep going. I, I have know. a list.
1: Hold up. Where Where is it? There is no list. So we're oh. going to wrap
0: up here, uh, Duncan. <laughs> so that's it. Um, we can follow you on Twitter where you don't tweet at all, at
1: Duncan T. Steele. If you tweet me, I'll tweet back to. No, you won't. Probably not. Not you, but people. Dude, your last week was February. That was Black History Month.
0: Yeah, but like, why, why are you? That's important. You have like five followers right now. almost right. But like, you got to get a little more active.
1: What? Uh, a little what's a little
0: i mean at least a little more active i feel
1: like you're saying a lot more but you're just saying a little because there's people listening
0: i just i I, it's
1: kind of fucked up it still hurts but it's fine okay you gotta do you know i'm I'm gonna fix it though it's fine i I don't believe you
0: but all right you should do what you can dunk (laughs) all right first in person in my
1: room hopefully the last one how are you feeling uh i'm feeling better about it i don't feel as creepy in your room but um, the Colin Cowherd stuff isn't as creepy. There's football on. We got some Truly, some Bond and Vivs going. So it's not too bad.
0: The, the Colin Cowherd stuff, it's just, it's a weird. Do you think this is Photoshopped, by the way? This can't be how he looked at this time. No, right? it's not. But it's do you just, think
1: it's not Photoshopped? Oh, it's it's definitely Photoshopped. My bad. It's just my fault. I was it's thinking about how, how comfortable like, it is that I know you look at that every day.
0: I mean, I'm almost in with the book. I have like 50 pages left. Yeah, but, but. you like
1: to read shit again. So you might have it in here for a while. I mean, yeah, I keep everything. You're looking at my
0: bookshelf right now, which is still only a third of my books because my parents have the other group.
1: Why do they have your books? Because moving books,
0: no, because like moving books is a pain in the ass, and I just never wanted to move them
1: all at once. Okay,
0: so I I just
1: so you keep a library at home at your home home.
0: I keep multiple
1: libraries. Is what you're okay? Let's not act like you're rich. You have one library. (laughs) You probably share it with your dad and your mom. Calm that shit down. Somebody got got too big for the moment. Somebody got a little cute on the podcast. Wow. I'm cutting all of this. And that is uh, Chase Thomas capping once again. Because we know your ass ain't rich.
0: All right. Last time, Duncan (laughs) Steele was on the podcast. So that's it. Thanks, Duncan. See you next week. All right, that'll do it for today's episode of the Chase Thomas podcast. Thank you again to our presenting sponsor, Panko Chicken. Um, thank you again to all of my awesome guests for coming on the pod. Um, and don't forget, if you like today's episode and you are an Apple podcast listener, please leave us a five-star rating and a review. It helps. Um, you can also find us on Google Play, Spotify, Podcast.com. Um where you can access all of my previous episodes and read all of my work. So, Chase Thomas Podcast slash page hyphen 11. Um, so, go do that, read all my stuff, listen to the podcast, um, all that good stuff. Uh, also, follow me on Twitter at Chase double underscore Thomas. Uh, like the Facebook page at uh, facebook.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. And uh, also, follow me on Instagram at Chase double underscore Thomas. All right. Thanks so much, guys. And I will have another episode for you very soon.
1: Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns.